welcome back to Strange Matters Podcast, where we discuss all that is bizarre and unexplained. I'm your host for this episode, Eric, and on this day, I plan on taking you on a tour of some of the world's sightings of alien cryptids in this episode entitled, Out of This World Encounters. The following stories will walk a fine line between what is considered a cryptid and what is actually just evidence of extraterrestrial existence similar to the story of the Mothman that we previously discussed in one of our earlier episodes. Perhaps we may not ever be able to differentiate between these two categories until further evidence regarding these sightings has been revealed. So let's get started with the first story known as the Enfield Horror. In April of 1973, a young boy by the name of Greg Garrett was attacked in his backyard in Enfield, Illinois. No one really knows what attacked this boy, however it's believed that it was neither a human nor an animal, but more along the lines of an alien, demon, or genetic mutation that would soon stir the town of Enfield in a frenzy of fear. The boy's shoes were shredded as this abomination had apparently stamped on his feet with its own clawed, foot-like appendages. And when Greg was found, he was crying inconsolably. A few minutes later, Henry McDaniel heard a light scratch at his front door. He goes over to the door, opens it, and finds something absolutely abominable. What he saw is known as the Enfield Horror. These two witnesses independently describe this creature in a very similar way. It was described as a hairy, yet slimy creature, no more than five feet tall and it had three legs and short arms with claws attached, protruding from the front of its body, as opposed to the sides like a normal humanoid creature. Its eyes were extremely large and glowed red. Henry's children hysterically told him there was a creature outside earlier that had tried to get in the house through the windows and doors while he and his wife were out. However, he initially dismissed this as nothing more than simple child's play. Shortly after, the scratch occurred at the door, almost daring McDaniel to open the door up. Upon seeing the creature at the front door, he slammed the door shut and ran to get his gun. He opened the door and fired four shots, and he believes that the first shot hit this abomination as it hissed like a wildcat and leapt away quickly. When the police showed up to investigate, the only evidence that remained was a few scratch marks on the door and some very strange footprints in the yard. They resembled dog prints, however they had six paw pads, and they were in the pattern that indicated it was a three-legged creature, and one of the sets of prints was slightly smaller than the others. Over the next couple weeks, various other credible individuals would claim to have seen the infield horror. Henry even saw the creature once again one night in May of the same year. He stated, I saw something moving out on the railroad track, and there it stood. I didn't shoot at it or anything. It started on down the railroad track. It wasn't in any hurry or anything. As word of this terrifying beast spread through the town of Enfield, armed posses of country folk began patrolling the areas surrounding where recent sightings had occurred. One group of young men described an encounter where they found the Enfield horror hiding in some bushes. All of the young men opened fire on the beast, however it sprang off at such an inhuman speed that none of the bullets struck a mortal wound. 
Since this last sighting, it has not been seen again. Now let's discuss a few of the possible theories that might explain what this beast really is. There's always the possibility that it could be a case of mistaken identity. Could this have been nothing more than a dog, or a bear, or some sort of creature like that? However, the striking similarities that occurred independently of each other from the boy named Greg and Mr. McDaniel would indicate otherwise. And this was not a creature that was seen at a far off distance, but rather up close and personal. There have been reports of UFO sightings nearby around the same time. This leads me to believe there could be a connection to these extraterrestrial sightings. Perhaps it could be some sort of extraterrestrial pet. It definitely has the characteristics of a dog or something of the sort, given how it scratched at the door almost as if it just wanted to come in and get some food and water, and also the way it seemed to wander around aimlessly at the railroad tracks. There's always the possibility that this was a real creature of some sort, because there's a tremendous amount of consistency in its description, and also has been seen in a very localized region for a short period of time, and ever since then it hasn't been seen in about 40 years. What could this creature really be? Unfortunately, given that the creature has not been sighted in such a long time, would lead us to believe that the aliens have reclaimed this exotic pet and made their way off to their home planet, leaving us in awe and wonder. The next alien encounter is known as the Musconet Kong Mantis Man. This lesser-known cryptid alien hybrid was observed at the banks of the Musconet Kong River in New Jersey in the early 2000s. A man was wading into the river when he claimed to have encountered a six-foot-tall humanoid praying mantis that was materializing then dematerializing into thin air rapidly. The man claimed that the creature seemed to have a surprised look on his bug-like face, almost as if he was astonished that the man was able to see him. Various theories exist to explain what the man was actually observing. Some think the Mantis Man had advanced cloaking technology from some alien planet. And perhaps this technology was malfunctioning at the time. Others theorized that the creature was actually in the midst of an interdimensional transportation, which, based on my expert knowledge of sci-fi movies, seems to be the more plausible explanation, if you could even remotely consider this story to be plausible. This is not the only sighting of the Mantis Man to take place near the Musconetcom River. Other similar reports have drawn similarities between the Mantis Man and another race of well-known aliens, which leads people to believe this is no cryptid, but rather an alien or some sort of interdimensional traveler. One such police report tells of a man known simply as Mr. Strickler, who is driving home from the drugstore on Newburgh Road in Hackettstown, New Jersey. While Mr. Strickler was driving over a bridge that crossed the Musconetcom River, he spotted something in his peripheral vision, which he initially assumed to be a fisherman standing in the river. He states, I slowed the car and looked closer. It wasn't a person, and it was transparent-like with a weird shape. It moved slowly toward the bank and into the trees, 
I drove further so I could see it coming out of the trees. But that's the last I saw of it. It was tall, eight feet or so, and had long, thin arms hanging off of it. The color was a pale brown, but I could see through it. The head was small compared to the body. It was sunny that day, so I thought it may be a glare from the water, but after I thought back, I realized I wasn't seeing a mirage or glare. Other people believed that this mantis man creature was someone's science experiment that had gone horribly wrong. And when they realized they were unable to control the beast that they had created, they simply released it into the wild. One thing that the two sightings do have in common is that they both describe characteristics that an actual praying mantis displays. For example, the ability of the praying mantis to perform active camouflage techniques that change the color of its exoskeleton to match its surroundings. This would lend some level of credence to these creatures' sightings. Another story goes as follows. Apparently, about a year ago, my friend and his brother were down at Stevens State Park fishing right after dusk. During this time, while his brother was roughly 50 yards downstream fishing, he said he felt this strange vibration in his right ear, and from that, he turned and looked to the right. When he turned and looked to the right, he said he saw this six to seven foot praying mantis looking man just standing there and unable to believe that he could see him. He said the creature was black and gray, and to be quite honest, the way my buddy was telling me this story, I was having a tough time. I know he saw this thing, because I could see it in his face. Anyhow, we googled Praying Mantis Man on Musconet.com, right after that, and it turns out my friend is not alone. I can't even emphasize enough how bad my friend was crying today over what he had seen. This is a pretty awe-inspiring experience, in my opinion. If what this story says is true, it's hard to believe that a full-grown businessman was faking crying for the sake of pulling some prank. However, these stories are bizarre, almost too bizarre for me to believe, and could also be explained as general hype surrounding this area of New Jersey at the time, where one person made a story that caught on and spread like wildfire. Seems a little absurd to believe that some sort of praying mantis-human hybrid somehow been created, but perhaps we will never know. Our final alien encounter is known as Alien Big Cats, and this was a listener-suggested topic, so big thanks to Erica for suggesting this idea. These Alien Big Cats, also known as ABCs, are believed to be similar to Black Panthers or Leopards. It's actually a bit of a misnomer as these creatures are not really alien in the sense of them being extraterrestrial. However, they are alien to the area in which they have been observed, and that area is none other than Britain. You might be surprised to hear this given that your average big cat, like a lion, jaguar, or leopard, is normally native to areas around the equator such as the deep jungle, rainforest, or even the African Sahara. I was definitely shocked to learn that these sightings have been occurring for decades and even a century in some reports. Most of the time when these cats are seen, it's usually in very wild areas in the United Kingdom. Typically swamps and other wild areas are where one might look if they are hoping to catch a glimpse of one of these rare beasts. Some famous cases have received special names such as the Beast of Bodmin Moor or the 
Fiskerton phantoms. There have been many sightings of these creatures, and even the corpses of smaller, deceased ABCs have been found and examined. Usually close examination reveals them to be nothing more than a cross between a domesticated house cat and what's known as a Scottish wildcat, which in all honesty appears to me as no more than a feral feline. There was, however, a case in 2000 where a boy named Josh in South Wales was believed to have been attacked by something resembling a panther. The boy claims that he was tromping through the woods looking for his pet cat named Sylvester, which had run off when it sensed danger nearby. In his exploration, he spotted a tail hidden in some tall grass, which he assumed to be the missing Sylvester. But as he approached, he soon learned that the tail was much larger than he had originally thought. A large black cat revealed itself from the tall grass, stood up on its hind legs, and lashed out at the boy, catching him on the chin with its claws. Josh screamed and fled to warn his friends. However, despite being hunted by the police, the cat was never seen again. Further examination by specialists in this field revealed that the claw marks were exactly one inch apart, which would definitely indicate that this cat was larger than normal. The previously mentioned beast of Bodmin Moor was one of Britain's most feared animals that had been killing livestock for nearly 30 years. Over 60 reported sightings of this beast date back to 1983. However, despite these sightings, no concrete evidence exists to support the existence of the beast of Bodmin Moor. Numerous photographs have been taken of the alleged beast. However, after spending nearly 84,000 pounds in examination of these photographs, experts came to the consensus that they were nothing more than a 12-inch cat. I'm sure many of you are wondering at this point, what's the big mystery involving these cats? After all, so what if a couple of felines, whether they be domesticated or escaped exotic pets, have made their way into the population? The truth is, the British government has a very skeptical view on the existence of these alien big cats. A six-month investigation occurred back in 1995, where the British government found that there was no verifiable evidence of exotic cats loose in the UK. They tend to reject the theories of escape pets and lean more toward the idea of it being mostly hoaxes. As many of the thousands of pieces of evidence have turned out to be nothing more than hoaxes or misidentifications, there are still a handful that remain a mystery. Cryptozoologists and conspiracy theorists tend to think that the government is secretly supporting a population of these cats. But for what purpose? What would the government have to gain from such an agenda? Perhaps it could be related to a change in British legislation that occurred in the 1970s. This law made it illegal to possess large cats as pets, which is believed to have forced many owners to release them into the wild. As the theory goes, these alien big cats currently roaming the UK are the descendants of these partially domesticated monsters. Others latch on to a more primitive and paranormal explanation for these beasts. As the sightings date back for almost a century, people used to chalk them up to being demons that had taken the shape of cats or shape-shifting witches. The final theory postulates that 
given how long these sightings have been reported, these cats are not alien at all, however have been native to Britain, rather, for a very long time. Similar phenomena are not unheard of around the world. For example, four jaguars were recently sighted in Oklahoma that were caught on a game camera. Another black panther in Tennessee was also caught on a game camera set by a few hunters. Given that these anomalies have been confirmed in various other residential parts of the world, logic would dictate, and one might safely assume, that the alien big cats are in fact what they appear to be. However, until more convincing evidence is obtained, this will remain a mystery. And that's it for this episode of the Strange Matters Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us to send feedback or further suggestions for future episodes, please email us at strangematterspodcast at gmail.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please leave a rating and a review. And also, if you're interested in listening to other similar podcasts, please check out the Dark Myths Collective. Take it easy, everyone.